are now listening to another episode on Queen and Me. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Queen and Me. It is the last episode of the Queen and Me Evolving Queen series, um, and I'm so excited about this particular topic. As you can see, it's about the definition of a Black queen. So let's jump right on in because it's definitely something personal to me as a Black woman and Black queen. Um, first, I want to provide the definition of a black queen. A black queen is a highly respected and resilient woman of African descent, a goddess in gravity, defying hair and sun-kissed skin. Um, to me, you know, black women and a black queen are like one in the same. Black women have been around for centuries. And in the past years, we uh, were vigorously known as black queens. Um, it's a term we've adopted for ourselves. It kind of symbolizes our strength our security, stability, and power also for our greatness. Um, it's like famous poet Maya Angelou said, I am woman phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. Um, I love <laughs> I love her and I love that poem. Um, to me, uh, a black woman is a very powerful being. It's sometimes so powerful that uh, she may not always be wise in her decision, but a black queen was all, is always wise. It's someone who... who um, always takes a better look at a situation. We don't, not too quick to jump into something and, and comment on something without knowing the full information. Um, in black culture, we deal with a lot. And one of that is being confident in our own skin. Uh, myself growing up, um, I had a difficult time embracing my complexion, embracing my culture. Uh, because, because I, of course I'm of the darker complexion. I was teased a, a terrible, a terrible amount of times. Um, I can't even count how many times I was teased for being dark skinned. Um, and it wasn't by my, it wasn't by, you know, other races. Like you would probably think it actually was from people of my own race. Um, I remember a situation when I was in, I believe it was a third grade and I started a new school um, and trying to get to know people. You know, I, I was never biased on who I made friends with. I was always kind, always friendly. So it was easy for me if they wanted to get to know me, it would have been easy for them because I was just a loving person. Um, but sometimes the schools that I went to, you know, trying to meet new people um, and some of the black young girls um, would just look at me funny. You know, we didn't have a lot. So I had hand-me-downs from my cousins and things like that. I didn't have, you know, the name brand type clothes or anything like that. But I always carried a, a smile and, um, and, a, and I wanted to embrace friendship. I always wanted to feel like I belonged somewhere. Um, but I remember this particular instance, like it was yesterday, it was like these girls, like just out of nowhere, um, just come up to me and just told me I was ugly and I was black and I don't belong there. And who am I? And why was I even in their school? Like I had a choice. Like, like, I mean, we moved here, you know, I don't have a choice. I'm in the third grade. I can't depict where, we, what location we're living in. I can't pay rent. I couldn't pay mortgage. 
You know, my mom did the best she could as a single mother of five children. So where I was at this school, I really was shocked because I was like, we're all kids. Why are you making this so hard for me? You know, it's not something that I can change. It's not something that I can just leave. But you don't like me. You didn't get to know me. You don't like me because of how I look. Um, And then it was that moment that I realized that maybe I don't belong. You know, maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I am what they say that I am. And it took me years, like even when I got to high school and I I started, you know, I played sports. So I I started, I wasn't popular, but I played sports and people knew me uh, a little bit. So it was easy to make friends and things like that. You know, with black, white, it didn't matter who you were, easy to make friends um, as I got older. But even still in high school, it was still something like the boys would still tease me on, you know, I wasn't of the lighter complexion. Like it was, like it was a terrible thing. Like they made it. Like being dark skinned was something bad. Like it was like, oh, you burned or what? It was just the most horrifying name calling situation, you know, anybody could ever do. And like I said, and I think it hurt the worst is because it came from my own people, like my own uh, culture, like people. I mean, it was the worst. And I and I, I never really um, at that moment, never really understood like what, what, there's nothing that I can change. I can't dress differently. I can't talk differently. I can't move differently for you to like me. Um, and my skin is definitely not something that I'm willing to adjust because to make you guys happy, but it left me, I was so self, you know, insecure. I wasn't confident at all. It really carried on almost like my senior year of high school. I think that's really when um, I began to feel somewhat better about how I looked um, and going into college. Uh, my first semester of college was, it was hard because I was super quiet. I was nervous that maybe I would experience the same things that I experienced in high school and middle school and elementary school on to college. Here we are, you know, somewhat adults. And I'm thinking that I'm going to grow out of, you know, these people are going to be so much more um, you know, just professional, a little bit more, uh, you know, adultish, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And um, I didn't have a bad experience, but because I was so hurt by the past, it was hard for me to embrace anybody new or trust anybody new who tried to get to know me. Um, and that was super hard for me. And so I wanted to share um, just my story because there are still kids who are going through the same situation. My daughter was teased, not because of her skin complexion, but, but how she looks. She has locks. She's growing locks and did her lock journey. And people don't quite know what that is, or they don't, it looks different. Um, or it's just not something they're familiar with. So, you know, they didn't like it. And they told her, you know, she was ugly and, um, her hair was ugly and she didn't have any hair or it was just, it was so, and my daughter was in the, um, second grade at the time. And it was just so hard for her to understand. Like she was so hard for her because she was already getting used, getting, it was a new situation with her hair and she was trying to get used to it. Um, and then having someone come to her and tell her that this is ugly. She's already in the beginning stages and then you tell her that she looks ugly and, you know, she shouldn't wear hair like that, you know, 
And these are kids. And I never really understood, like, why are why is it that we're not teaching our kids to love everybody? Why is it that we're not teaching them that they're black queens, that they're black, amazing women with strength, who is powerful, who can do anything she puts her mind to do? Why aren't we raising our kids to be strong and be confident in themselves, even when people disagree with something they like or how they look or how they dress? It's about how they feel inside about what they're doing. Um, and so I make that my goal to try to just reaffirm her. And let her know that she's amazing. Like my daughter is beautiful. And I people say, Oh, I might be biased. No, I ain't biased. My my daughters are beautiful and they are smart and they are amazing. Um, and I share that with them often because I want them to know that it's true. It's not just because I'm your mom and I'm saying that. No, it's absolutely true. And I, once they can feel that and believe that inside, it's gonna there there's like endless possibilities for them. So it's important that we share with our young black girls who will soon grow into young black women that they are amazing black queens um a black queen you know being a highly respected and resilient woman um we are so much more than what we think we are black queens is an original she's an original she doesn't need to compete copy or envy any other women the confidence that's within her won't allow her to stoop that low She's a queen and jealousy isn't something that she cares or to entertain. Insecurity isn't in her DNA. She shines. She succeeds. She's a quality woman with purpose. She empowers, inspires, motivates, and celebrates other women. But depending on how you feel about yourself, you'll either admire and respect her or hate her. Um, and it's okay to acknowledge other queens, um, but don't be an undercover hater. That's like, that's like, like you can admire somebody, you know what I mean? But you don't have to be like one of those people who secretly hate them because of their confidence. Um, you got to have self-confidence in yourself and allow your own light to shine. And that is what I share with my daughter. That is what I feel and what I believe. And I feel like it's something, it's so important, like I said, in our culture today, in society today, because women in general have been um, placed on the back burner in so many different areas in our careers, in school, in just everyday life. We are always looked at that we have to take a step back to allow a man or to allow something, someone else, an authority to step ahead of us. Like we're not worthy of being in that position. And even so, more so, black women have been placed even further back where we have to work just extra hard to even reach those um, different. Um, milestones in our career or whatever it is. And I feel like we have to start embracing who we are, embracing what what we uh, deserve and how powerful we are. So once we start walking into our God-given purpose, our God-given queendom, <laughs> no one will be able to stop us. No one will be able to belittle us. No one will be able to say anything that's going to keep us from feeling like we're that strong or that powerful or that amazing. And so it's just important that we just reiterate how powerful we are and that our young Black girls who will grow into young Black women are amazing, beautiful Black queens. Um, again, this was short and sweet, but I wanted to provide just my insight on 
the definition of a black woman because, hey, I'm a black woman and I have black young um, girls who are definitely going to grow into black queens one day. And I want to just share my insight, my story of what I experienced growing up, because I definitely don't want my kids to experience that. You know, I want them to have more confidence in what I had so they can um, handle situations a lot better than I I did. Um, I was really secluded when I experienced those type of things. And I don't want them to uh, diminish their crown or diminish their their God-given area um, for someone else who just doesn't like the way that they look or the way that they carry themselves or the way that they talk or walk or whatever it may be. Um, but we're black queens, amazing, strong, powerful, beautiful, and a goddess. And I hope that you who are listening know who you are in your own life as well. Pick up your crown, place it on your head and know that that's where it belongs. Thank you so much guys for tuning in to our last episode of the Evolving Queen series. Uh, We're going to start back the regular scheduled um, podcast episodes for Queen and Me, Um, but I hope hope you've enjoyed this uh, as much as I have enjoyed it. Um, just empowering our women out there um, because I think it's necessary. It's definitely necessary. Um, but tune in every Friday. There's a new episode. Please reach out and, and connect with me on my social media, uh, on Instagram, on my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you search Queen and Me, you should find my page. Um, and also you can visit my website at queenandme.com. I'll have all the information in the description. Thank you so much, guys, for your support and tuning in to each episode. And until next time, Later.